This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. A'udhu billahi minash rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim High Excellence presents Jewels from the Holy Quran A series of lectures by Mufti Ismail ibn Musa Menk Lecture 25, Jews 29. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praise is indeed due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, creator, nourisher, cherisher, sustainer, provider, protector, and curer of one and all. وأصلي وأسلم على خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وبعد. Complete blessings and salutations be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all his companions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us on this auspicious eve during this month of Ramadan in the last 10 nights. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really accept from us the fasts that we have been keeping for his sake and the standing in Salatul Taraweeh and all the various acts of worship that we have been engaging in in this particular month. Honored ulama. Beloved brothers, dearest sisters and listeners, we must thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for having given us opportunity after opportunity to turn to Him. Every single time we sin, we find immediately after that, we listen to a verse where Allah makes mention of His mercy and His forgiveness. And we have opportunity after opportunity to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So many messages come to us. So many times we meet people who give us glad tidings. So many times we enter the masjid and we find that in the masjid, the imam is speaking about the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here we have a beautiful month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us from those who complete the month without being forgiven, without achieving the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The verses we read in this evening's taraweeh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Mulk mentions the kingdom that it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the creator, nourisher, cherisher, sustainer, provider of one and all. He has made absolutely everything that we see around us. Everything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he makes mention to us in the opening verses of Surah Al-Mulk, what exactly he has created death for and what he created life for. Why did he put us into this world? Why didn't he create us into Jannah and leave us there without having to put us through this dunya? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that in the opening verses. He says, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created death and life so that he may test you who has better deeds. Allahu Akbar. The Quran and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speak of the quality of deeds rather than the quantity of deeds. 
The first thing we learn, we have been created as a test. This dunya is an examination. We will live in it and we will inshallah pass the tests of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wherever we have faulted due to our human nature and weakness, we will turn in repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He guarantees forgiveness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how it is more important to look at the quality of the deed. Yes, the first issue is the farad, those obligations that we need to fulfill whether we like it or not. But over and above the obligations, let us make sure when we are engaged in voluntary deeds, the intention must be correct. And we must understand the quality. For example, if it is salah and we are engaged in sunnah salah, nafil salah, etc. Let's make sure that we are not just darting to the ground and back. We are not just springing our heads onto the ground. But we are doing it with full concentration for the sake of Allah. I'd rather read two raka'at voluntary than with total concentration or maximum concentration or reciting in a good manner that will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than to read 40 raka'at without any form of concentration whatsoever, darting like a chicken pecking on the little pebbles and on the grains of food. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So it is important that we realize the quality is very, very important. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those whose deeds are acceptable. What is the point of engaging in so many deeds where the quality is not acceptable by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You know, it reminds me of sometimes the manufacturers, when they manufacture some commodity, after some time they call it back. Why? Because the quality was not good enough. What was the point of making millions of Nokia batteries when they were all called back a few weeks back? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Some of us who have those batteries don't even know how to give them back. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So the reality here is we must make sure we know that the quality is of a standard that is acceptable by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It must not come back to us. We all know that if we do something for the sake of anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of an act of worship, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it will rebound to you. It will come as a reject. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next surah, surah al-qalam. The surah is named after the pen because Allah takes the qasam of the pen. The pen that has written absolutely everything. And the pen that is recording everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the qualities of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If I had to describe him or you had to describe him, it was impossible. If I had to describe the qualities, it was impossible for me, even if I uttered for three, four hours statements in his praise, it's not enough. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when Aisha radiallahu anha was asked about him and his qualities, she said, Kana khuluquhu al-Quran. She said one word, he was a living Quran, that's it. I can't say anything more or less than that. That was Aisha radiallahu anha. Imagine a wife bearing witness for a husband. And this is why if you want to know really if someone is good, ask their spouse because they live with them 24-7. They see them in, on every condition. If they can bear witness that this person is brilliant, then inshallah you have nothing to fear about. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, now we find the creator describing him. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you are on the highest level of character and conduct 
that is possible. The highest level of character and conduct. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He smiled at all times. He was helpful to friend and foe. He was helpful to Muslim and non-Muslim. He did not discriminate. He never cheated. He never stole. He never deceived. He never usurped. He never swore with that Mubarak mouth of his. And how many of us, we claim to be followers of this superb being. And we swear day and night. Every second word is a swear word. Surely this month of Ramadan should be a month where we can think about this and we can be from amongst those who take heed. We are supposed to be following this brilliant example. Here we are with our tongues. Alhamdulillah, we can promise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right now that Ya Allah, I will become more conscious of what comes out of my mouth. I'm sure that is not very difficult to promise for us to become more conscious of what comes out of our mouths. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us on this particular eve of Ramadan to pledge him that pledge. Wallahi, there is a chance that we could earn Jannah in return because we are doing it solely for his sake. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at our deeds. He finds simple deeds for us to enter Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept these deeds from us. So it is important we look at the character and conduct of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we try to live just like he lived. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us true followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then in the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that occasion that shall come to pass, wherein the truth shall be made to be the truth. What does that mean? That means when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the other messengers came, they promised something. They promised there would be a final day, there would be a day of resurrection, there would be accounts, there would be a day of judgment. What can make that be now recognized ultimately as the truth when those days come to pass? When Qiyamah comes, that is now Al-Haqqah. It has now made those who told the truth, truthful. And it has now made those who lied, liars. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that Haqqah. Al-Haqqatu. Not only day of Qiyamah and so on, but even the days where the punishment that was promised to the previous nations came. That was the day when they looked at the punishment. They said, oh, the messenger was telling us the truth. By that time it was too late. With us, alhamdulillah, we are still alive. We are still okay. We can now promise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, I'm not going to wait for the day the punishment comes towards me. Before I turn, I'm going to turn here and now. Ya Allah, you've granted us this auspicious occasion for us to turn to you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the day of qiyamah. For your information, most of the surahs we read tonight were revealed in Makkatul Mukarramah. And in Makkatul Mukarramah, the topics that were dealt with were Imaniyat, the topics of belief, belief in Allah, the angels, the last day, and all the elements of belief in the unseen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And they were short, sharp verses. Wherever the verses were rhyming, that was one topic. The minute the rhyme changed, it was a different topic. We should understand that is a miracle of the Qur'an. Inshallah, I will try to give you an example of that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a certain type of verses in Makkah, different from the verses that were revealed in Al-Madinatul Munawwara, in structure. And even in content and subject matter, a different topic was dealt with. The topic of belief was dealt with in Makkah. And in Medina, the detailed rules and regulations of Islam came about. After the Muslimin were satisfied and they had entered the fold of Islam, they were now ready to practice completely. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then prescribed upon them salah and zakah and hajj 
and fasting, all this, most of it was prescribed in Al-Madinatul Munawwarah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our acts of worship. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِذَا نُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ نَفْخَةٌ وَاحِدَةٌ One single blow in the trumpet and you shall see what, what shall happen. When that trumpet is blown, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَحُمِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ وَالْجِبَالُ فَدُكَّتَا دَكَّةً وَاحِدَةٌ فَيَوْمَئِذٍ وَقَعَتِ الْوَاقِعَةٌ وَانْشَقَّتِ السَّمَاءُ The sky shall be split. It will no longer be the sky that we know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, look at the sky. Do you see any gaps, any splits? No. But on the day of Qiyamah, the sky will crack up and it will be... It will cease to exist the way we know it. The earth will crumble. The mountains that we notice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, due to the heat of the moment, they will melt and they will become cloud. And they will be moving as though they are clouds. Allah describes all that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from the tremor of that day. We believe completely in the last day, the day when everything shall come to an end. We also believe that when we die, we will be resurrected. We are answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all our deeds. But the winner is the one who can assist himself or herself by engaging in lots of tawbah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us repentance and may he accept it from us. The next surah, Surah Al-Ma'arij. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to bear patience. What type of patience? The people of Makkah told him so many things. They accused him. Every time someone comes with some form of goodness, you will have people from their communities accusing them of A, B, and C. Spreading rumors about them. Why? Because that is the satanic element that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has spoken about in the Quran that shall be used against anyone who wants to do the work of the prophets. What is the work of the prophets? To order people to do good, to tell people to do good and to prohibit them from engaging in bad. To remind one another whether it is on a family level, whether it is on a community level, whether it is on a national or international level. To remind people what is right and wrong. That is the work of the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you want to do the work of the messengers, we will test you. Test you in the same way we tested them. Every single Nabi had enemies who spread rumors. وَكَذَٰلِكَ جَعَلْنَا لِكُلِّ نَبِيٍّ عَدُوًّا In the same way, every single Nabi we have kept for them enemies just to test those Anbiya and to raise their status further. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was perfect. He did not need all this. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put it in his path so that it could actually elevate his status number one. And secondly, it could be a sign for those whom he was sent to. To say, surely the best of messengers came to you. Did you accept the message? Those who did shall be smiling. And those who didn't shall definitely be sad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاصْبِرْ صَبْرًا جَمِيلًا Be patient, a beautiful patience. Sometimes it is beautiful to remain silent. When you have tried all the avenues and people are still debating and arguing, then you just remain silent. Tell them, look, let's wait for the promised time of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah describes it in the same surah. إِنَّهُمْ يَرَوْنَهُ بَعِيدًا وَنَرَاهُ قَرِيبًا They see Qiyamah very far. Yet Allah says, we see it extremely close. My hour and your hour. We might see it far. How long am I going to live for? I've got no clue. How long are you going to live for? You've got no clue. We see it very far. We look at our health and we think that I am still going to live. We plan sin two weeks down the line. Five weeks down the line, some of us, may Allah protect us, 
the Eid that Allah has given us at the end of Ramadan to be happy, everyone is happy besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Sometimes solely because of the type of clothing we've bought or the haram meetings that we've lined up for that particular day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. It is a fact. We need to promise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this time. When we are doing our Eid shopping, we will not buy anything that will displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it is clothing or anything else. On the day of Eid, we will make sure we engage in acts of worship. And we will be happy, we will enjoy the food and the feast, meet family and friends happily. But we will not engage in anything haram, inshallah. We will make a difference. This is why Ramadan is there. An occasion of happiness, not an occasion of making shaitan happy. Imagine Allah gives us a happy day. Allah gives us a happy day. And we make him angry. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. It happens and shaitan uses the occasion to, to waste all our deeds of the month of Ramadan. We've been engaging in acts of worship 29, 30 days. Come the day of Eid, everything is missed. We hardly get up for Salatul Fajr on that day because there's no suhoor. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Maybe we should get up for a little bit of a bite at that particular time because with the excuse of food, sometimes man will get up. But sometimes salah, you know, shaitan begins to massage you exactly at that time. And the weather is now cold and you feel to yourself, you know, this cozy blanket and the cold water that's there. I'd rather just remain here. One more minute, we hit that clock when it rings. That's if it rings. And when we hit it before we know it, it's already 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock and the time is up. Then we say, oh, but I intended to wake up. Allahu Akbar. The winner is the one whom, before you switch the clock off, get up. Go, wash your face, then switch the clock off. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about on the day of Qiyamah, the criminals who did not take heed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The criminals, the losers on that day, may Allah make us the winners. The losers on that day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they will want to get out of the punishment. Now in order to get out of the punishment, you need to make a payment. Literal bribery. They will want to try bribery. But bribing with what? There's no money on that day. There's nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they will come with their wives and say, Ya Allah, take my wife, not me. They will come with their children. Ya Allah, take my children, not me. Ya Allah, take my brothers and sisters, my parents, but not me. Everyone who's a criminal will be in that condition. May Allah protect us. This shows us that these relations that we have in the dunya, they will not help us in the akhirah. Is it fair? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, no ways. Each person is responsible for his or her own deeds. Why didn't you engage in repentance whilst you were alive? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us. Do you know the hadith says, We've repeated this. The one who seeks forgiveness from a sin is equivalent to the one who's never ever committed a sin. Allahu Akbar. Can there be any other point of hope for us be after that hadith? Allahu Akbar Kabira. Look at the Creator. He wants to forgive us no matter what you've done. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guarantees you want to be pure? Here we are. This is a way. Raise your hands and ask Allah to forgive you. Allah will forgive you. When you come on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will see the forgiveness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may just tell us and may He tell us to enter Jannah through the green route. You know what is the green route? When you come back from a long journey, uh, from overseas, you have a green route and a red route for the SARS, for the customs. And everyone knows, especially when we come back from Hajj or Umrah, that I've got something in my bag. Now what should I do? Can I walk this way or that way? And the sheikhs are telling you, you know what, just say Bismillah, just say Bismillah. <laughs> so we are walking all through a certain route. 
either the red route or the green route. Imagine if we had all our stuff with us, our belongings, and we walked through the green route and people saluted us saying, Welcome, welcome. Allahu Akbar. How would we feel? We get so happy when we've passed with a few goods through the green route in the dunya. What about passing with all our crimes we've committed in the akhirah through the green route? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that green route. This is the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really make life easy for us on that day. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then speaks about in the next surah, Surah Nuh. Nuh alayhi salam story is mentioned there. How he told his people, he reminded them, he told them about the punishment, he warned them of something to come, he told them to worship Allah, he told them not to be disobedient, he told them to be good, he told them to have good character and, and conduct, he warned them for 950 years, he warned them openly, he warned them silently, he had closed door meetings with them to try and tell them, he met the older people, the younger people. For 950 years, he saw generation after generation, he tried with them. It is reported that only between 11 and 80 people accepted the message in 950 years. After that, he raised his hands. You see, when you get the awliyaullah, when you get the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't make a dua against people very easily. They make a dua for the guidance of people. Ya Allah, soften their hearts. Ya Allah, don't punish them. But there comes a limit to everything. After 950 years, Nuh alayhi salam says, Rabbi la ala al-ardi min al-kafirin dayyara. Ya Allah, destroy all of them. Don't even keep one of them, not even their children. Why not their children? Because I've witnessed them for years and generations. They're only giving birth to criminals who are becoming worse than them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Nuh, we've responded the call. We will destroy every one of them in a way that we've never ever destroyed in the past. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us strong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really guide us all. Remember at the time of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, what had happened is, his people were reminded time and again. They were reminded again and again. They did not take heed. With us, inshallah, we will not be like that. That is why the surah is here. To remind us, look, the message has come to me. It has come to you. The message comes to everyone. We will not be like those of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam's time where they did not turn. Rather, we will turn for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah make us strong, inshallah. In the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the jinn kind. Surah al-jinn, where Allah makes mention of how the jinn had heard the Qur'an and how they accepted the message. Even the jinn kind, when they heard the message, they softened up towards the message. The question is, are we going to soften up towards the message? We have heard the story of the jinn. I made mention of it a few days ago. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats it here. The message is for all of us. Look. Not only mankind, jinn kind are turning. What about mankind? Surely we can turn. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all. Then in the next surah, surah al-Muzzammil. Muzzammil and Muddathir. Two surahs next to each other. The meaning of both words is quite similar. The one who is covered in garments, the one who is enveloped in garments. The same thing basically. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was given the first revelation by Jibreel alayhi salatu wa salam. Iqara. And I'm sure we've heard those words. And there was something that had taken place there. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thereafter went to his wife. And the statement that came from his mouth was, Zammiluni, Zammiluni, cover me, cover me. And he was covered and so on. Because of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after some time revealed verses, Ya ayyuhal muzzammil. What beautiful words. O oh, you who is enveloped in garments, you are the one who sought to be enveloped in garments. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you at all times. May Allah protect all of us. 
قم الليل إلا قليلا الله أكبر سورة المزمل is describing the salah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he stood in salah until his legs were swollen Allah says stand more in salah and he loved it he said Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said I have achieved the coolness of my eyes standing in salah a lot of us we develop ants under our feet in salah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. It happens. It is the weakness of man and the plot of shaitan. But we will hear the verses of encouragement and we will tackle shaitan and we will chase away those pins and needles. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. We need to stand in salah at least for the five farad. At least in order with concentration. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. The next surah is surah al-muddathir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the message and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to get up and deliver the message. And he says that you will face persecution as a result. Bear patience. Ya ayyuhal muddathir qum fa'anthir Get up and warn. Wa rabbaka fakabbir Declare the greatness of your Rabb at all times. Wa thiyabaka fatahir And dress in a very pure manner. It is important that when we go out to other people to try and present the message of deen, we are dressed in a manner that when they look at us, they want to be Muslims. Not in tatty and torn clothing, so that when they look at us, they say, you know, the Muslim leaders themselves, they are taught to dress tatty and torn. Where do we want to follow that religion? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of thiyab and clothing when it comes to going to call others towards Islam or presenting the message. We dress neatly within the framework of the Sharia. Even the women folk, when we put on a cloak and a scarf, we must not put on that which is not even ironed, that which is so tatty and torn. People look at the Muslim women and say, Oh, those nuns, Allahu Akbar. May Allah not do that to us. Because we will be chasing people away from Islam. Rather, we are not dressing to show others, but we are dressing to represent a true Muslim woman who is a dignified woman, smart, prim and prop, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Covered correctly. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us all to serve this deen. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالرُّجَزَ فَهْجُرْ وَلَا Imagine verses to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says that do not brag. You know after you do some goodness, you should not brag about it in order to achieve more or some form of fame. It's being done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are taught in another verse, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُبْطِلُوا صَدَقَاتِكُمْ بِالْمَنِّ وَالْأَذَىٰ O you who believe, don't destroy your charities by bragging about it after that. You destroy it immediately. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, bear patience for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyone who comes up with the message shall be scoffed at or laughed at. They must be prepared for that. In fact, if you dress correctly as a Muslim, you might be laughed at one day. Don't worry. That's a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does it make you discard your Islamic garb? Or does it make you firm to say, if it could happen, if people laughed to the best of creation, then do I think they're not going to laugh at me? I'm not the best of creation. If they laughed at him, they're definitely going to laugh at me as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who become more firm and steadfast. And we must not compromise our religion and deen. We know the framework of the sharia. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. In the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes qiyamah. Surah al-qiyamah. Again, description of qiyamah. أَيَحْزَبُ الْإِنسَانُ 
Does man think that we are not going to bring together his bones after they have decomposed? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, even when those bones have decomposed completely, we will bring them back to life and we will bring you to book and we will make you resurrected once again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So the topic is a similar topic. The next surah, surah al-Dahr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises a very, very important question. هَلْ أَتَى عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ حِينٌ مِّنَ الدَّهْرِ لَمْ يَكُنْ شَيْئًا مَذْكُورًا There was a time when man was nothing to be mentioned. Myself, 50, 100 years ago, I was not to be known as he or she, nor was I to be known as it. I was not in existence. The same applies to all of us. Where were we? We don't even know. Besides that which Allah has told us. Where was Adam alayhi salatu wasalam prior to his creation? We don't even know besides that which Allah has told us. So man was non-existent. He was brought into existence by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and still man then becomes so haughty on earth and feels like he's going to live forever. Allah is reminding us, humble, humble, stay calm, relax, make sure that you know that you are heading in a certain direction. Prepare for that day by being a good person with good character and conduct. That is who a true Muslim is. If you want to gauge a good Muslim, you've got to look at their character and conduct. The Prophet ﷺ says, Myself and the one who has good character and conduct will be together in the Akhirah. Another narration says, The best from amongst you is the one who has the best of character and conduct. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify us in every single way. The next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about a certain, meaning a certain verse is repeated in Surah Al-Mursalat many times. And that verse, I'm sure we heard it. Destruction on that day. To whom? To those who belied the message and the messengers. Those who did not believe. Now it's the truth. Destruction upon them. They will call for their own destruction. Do you know when someone tells you, and this is something that, that really baffles us sometimes. When someone tells you there is a policeman here, or there is a speed trap down the road, we become so fearful of the speed trap, if we know where it is and what is the limit, we will break in order to make sure when we cross those lines, we've crossed at exactly 79 or 80. So it does not flash. The camera of the policeman, if we had to fear Allah, and we had to fear the way He is recording all our movements, in a similar manner that we had to fear the camera, I'm sure half of our problem would be solved. Or more than half. It just shows how man sometimes fears certain things and overrides other things and feels that, you know what, that's, that's not important. But this year, I might be fined a thousand rands. Thousand rands, now it's gone up. So fearing the thousand, we break, we stop, we make sure that they must not see us doing the wrong thing. What about Allah? Subhanahu wa ta'ala, food for thought. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really make us conscious of Him at all times. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, don't worry, even if you've crossed at a little bit more than 80, if you seek forgiveness, I'll forgive you. How many policemen can you go to and say, look, I crossed at 120, but forgive me. And they say, you are forgiven. It's very difficult. I've seen some people doing this. That means you've got to bribe them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa hamdihi, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashhiru an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.